Yeah. Shop's a mess. Yeah, so I'll help you organize it. <laughs> and we'll get the tool because the tools behind it will look cool. We'll build a table. Yeah. And uh, and then we'll touch wood. Well, welcome everybody to <laughs> beer, bourbon, and balderdash. Balderdash. Uh Johnny's home. Home. Yeah, although our one of our listeners says it doesn't even sound like he's away. I know. Which is great because that means that I'm doing well with the audio part of our podcast. Yeah, I think the video helps too. And you actually said when we were talking about when going when I go back to Providence next, uh, back to the East Coast about going home. And I just wanted to clarify that when I say I'm going home, I mean here. I said going home. Yeah, I know you did. Referring to you going to Rhode Island. I know. And I don't consider that my home. That's like second home. Yeah. I second, guess. Oh. But, sorry. I have a second home. I know. In the Hamptons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not quite that. <laughs> Well, how are you doing? How was your flight? Uh, flight was great. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't actually like flying all that much. Uh, I don't like turbulence. Uh, I don't find flying a wonderful thing. I do love going places, though, so I tolerate it. Yeah. Uh, and so one of the ways I used to get really nervous about turbulence, and one of the ways that I learned to cope with it is I found a website called Turbulence Forecast. And it's uh, it'll show you like areas of projected turbulence really? and pilots reported turbulence and at different altitudes. And then there's like a forecast that um, shows you turbulence potential. Uh, and for me, knowing it's coming helps. So it's like or like um, I'll screenshot some of the maps that they have because yeah. you can set it up over time and, and I'll go back. And like if we hit turbulence, I'll look at the map. I'm like. Especially now that almost every airplane has a system that allows you to know right where you are. Yeah. Um, that makes you to, feel better knowing that you're yeah. going to hit turbulence? Yeah. I just write it out. It's the it's the unexpected, I think, that bothers me. So I, it makes me feel like I'm at least a little bit in control. Yeah. I so. just remember the statistic that you're more likely to die in a car accident than ever in a plane. Yeah, for sure. You know, so I always feel like even though... I, It's probably the same reason why I don't go on roller coasters. I have zero control... Mm-hmm. over what's going on you know so i'm just i'm sitting there <laughs> in a metal tube with a bunch of people and i have no control over anything well at least with an airplane they're built by people who are trained technicians whereas a roller coaster is <laughs> carnies the, the guy with four fingers <laughs> total the carnies so uh yeah so it's good i got upgraded comfort plus nice i was two seats away from glory of first class it was a brand new airbus a321 oh, yeah. neo it was a beautiful plane by the way and the first class seats were posh they had like wraparound head things and, yeah um i want to do that and then and of course they got their hot meal and i ate paleo popcorn <laughs> egg salad sandwich <laughs> i had a bag of carrots Michael, can you think of anything stinkier to bring on a plane? <laughs> it's like a bag of baby poop. <laughs> I love egg salad. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I wouldn't bring it on a plane, though. It's like bass, sea bass. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we're going to do a bit of a lowbrow. Yeah, this is fun, actually. I'm pretty pretty excited yeah. <laughs> because of how silly this is. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, we just, on a whim, decided to go... Bottom shelf, which is a shame because I have actually a lot of good stuff that we haven't tried that's expensive. Yeah, but we'll get we'll try the. There's time. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be all right. If you say so. Uh, if this doesn't kill us, so yes. Uh, I went to the grocery store right before coming here yep. and chose these based on price. 
So the first one, and I believe I'm already shaking my head. I believe this is beer because it doesn't say malt liquor on it. Yeah, I almost it says got a, lager. I, yeah, I know it says lager. So I'm just like, okay, and it says brewed and whatnot. So slow brew. It's tough because he can sort of fudge those things a little yeah. bit. Um, but the other tall boy can that I picked up actually said malt liquor, and I'm like, mm, that's not beer. That's I'm not, not going to do that. But yeah. it was super cheap. I'm sure this one was, I think. Per ounce, the cheapest beer. Well, tell us what there. it is. This is Steel Reserves 20, Steel uh, 211. Reserve. Steel Reserve. This is a shit that you could buy when you were a kid if the guy at the corner store was cool enough to let mm-hmm. you buy it. This can, not on sale, is $2.49. <laughs> and for, it's 8%. For, for, it's 8% and it's a 24-ounce can. This is a, I don't care, I, I want to get fucked up yeah. fast beer. Um, you know what's even better? What's that? It was fifty cents off. Oh my god! <laughs> it was a do- wow! What a deal! <laughs> so it says extra malted barley and select hops for extra gravity. Yeah, slow brewed for exceptionally smooth flavor. Because that's why you would buy this. Yep. I don't know that I've ever had Steel Reserve. At least I have n- never. Not in my waking days. At the properties that I manage, uh, there's. Quite a few you that find, I find, find crushed. Find, find the cans around yes. the back. Where people are just drinking in their car and then toss it out the window in my parking lot. Oh. 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 It just, okay. <laughs> You're having such a hard time even holding it in your hand to pour. I know. I'm a little shaky today. I think I had too much cocaine. That'll do it. Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly is clear. Yeah, it is. And we're gonna. This is gonna take a long time to get down. Yeah, we're not gonna drink the whole thing. Eight <laughs> percent. Uh, it's a work night for me. Oh yeah, me, <laughs> me too. Except you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> no. Uh, it's like pee. It's super. It's like pee if you. It's like you haven't had water in a while. Yeah, after, it's like your pee after <laughs> you drank three of these and then went to bed the next morning. It smells nice. I mean, it smells like a nice um, lager. But yeah, it's it's a lot darker than I thought it would be. Uh, it, it I think it's even darker than like a Bud Light. Yeah. Uh, but it looks nice, nice and clear. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, it's cheers. got a nice smell to it. It's yeah, it does. Nice and light and floral. Oh my god, uh, this isn't bad. That's that's a thing. I don't. For a lager, just tastes like a regular lager. Yeah, it just you can taste the extra alcohol in it. Um, but it just yeah, it tastes like any other yellow beer. It's just eight percent. But you you definitely can oh, tell, you can that tell that the alcohol that it's alcohol. Yeah, but yeah, it's <sighs> just, I mean, it's, it really is just a light lager with a lot a lot of a lot of booze. Wow. It's not terrible. No. It's not great, though. It's sweet. It's got yeah. like a... Yeah. Like it's got I, that like malt sweetness to it. You can guzzle this down for sure. Yeah. Well, you'd have to. I think if it gets warm, it's going to start being bad. The 211 mark, based on the medieval symbol for steel, Bro. appears only on steel reserve high quality, mm-hmm. high gravity lager. We use nearly twice the ingredients of many normal lagers. And brew for over twice as long as many quality <laughs> beers. <clears throat> All right. If I'm being honest, the more I drink it, the less I like it. Yep, me too. It's not. The, it's, the, the flavor at the end it's is. It's just like hanging out. 
and yeah. it's not not wonderful. Well, I think they do that so that when you are confronted by a person who has just taken down this can, you know they have by their breath. <laughs> by is... the way, this is like what you sweat out your pores to. Right yeah, here. this is this is. Oh, I'm not going to get a lot of kisses later. Oh well, I mean, we have other booze, so. Oh, wow. You went right through that. Yeah. You want some more? No. <laughs> uh, for our viewers, these are four ounce glasses. They're little. Oh, yeah. I didn't just drink a whole 24 ounce can. <laughs> just... It's going to get weird in about yeah. 10 minutes. I just, I just want people to know that we're not drunk yet. And we're not planning on finishing this thing. Yeah, this is uh, the, the brewing, the steel brewing company, the steel brewing company. It's weird how they have that listed there. And this is out of where? The Steel Brewing, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Of course. It's probably, made, who's in, who's out of Milwaukee? Is that, is that Miller? Which one's brewed in, which one of the big three is brewed in Milwaukee? Uh, Coors is Colorado, Bud is everywhere. So it's got to be Miller. I bet it's brewed by Miller. This is? Mm-hmm. It might be. I mean, wouldn't it say that, though? No. No, because they... There's a lot of beers that are brewed by the big brewing companies that don't put their name on it on purpose. Oh, just uh, for this. There's reason. a lot of there's actually a lot of craft beers out there that Molson. Oh, that's it. Molson. Oh, of course. Uh, oh, jeez. Actually, this is called a malt liquor, even though it doesn't say it. Steel oh, wow. Reserve is an American lager brand owned and produced by Steel Brewing Company, which is owned by Miller, which is a subsidiary of Molson Coors. This is like figuring out the elites and Illuminati is like, you're like, who the, f they all own each other. Miller is the subsidy of Coors now? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Of Molson Coors. Molson Coors. And the drink comes into black and silver varieties known as the triple export malt liquor and high gravity oh, lager. I totally should have read this, but it says right on it. Does it say uh, malt liquor? It, no, it says corn syrup is used as part of the brewing process. Gross. Uh, Steel Reserve never uses high fructose corn syrup. Oh well, they just use they use corn syrup because it it's just sugar and it yeah. it ups the alcohol without really changing the taste. That's actually probably where the sweetness comes from. Yeah, uh, that the corn sweetness and the processing creates a little bit of unfermentables that give you a little bit of a flavor that um, is uh, is kind of sweet and corny, like sweet corn. Well, it says here in 2012, Steel Reserve. <laughs> Received the gold medal in the category of American style premium lager or specialty lager at the World Beer Cup. That is interesting. Additionally, the American malt liquor style ale has been rated with 83 percentile earning the good rating by Beer Advocate. Interesting. While users of the site have accumulated a rating of 62 poor as of 2017, Alternatively, rate beer has given a cumulative rating of zero overall yeah. and ten for overall style. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta understand how those are where they're coming from. Most of the people that are putting reviews on those are beer snobs and they're judging it before they taste it. Yeah. Um it, they're not blind tasting. So the one that's actually interesting is when it's entered in competition, because that is blind. You don't know anything about it when you taste it other than the style it's meant to be. Um so you get the idea is that you get more uh accurate descriptions or reviews of them that's um but that's funny that it did so well i don't understand <laughs> i think they must have tasted this last and were already drunk yeah 
I think, well, let's throw this one in just to see what... Uh, now I'm disappointed to buy that other malt liquor and wasted my money on this next six-pack because I could have just had one other can instead <laughs> of six more cans, but... Well, what's the uh, next can? Let's get into it. So the next can... So I picked this one for two reasons. One, it was cheap. Yeah, how cheap? Six ninety nine for a six-pack of Tall Boys. Oh. So it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, in college, this was our go-to beer because it was super cheap. Yeah. And it's Bush Light. Bush so, Light. When I worked construction, me and my construction crew would go down to this bar called the Corner Club. And on Tuesdays, they would have $2.32 ounce tubs of Bush Light. Oh. And so you go up the counter and you double fist them, take them two at a time. And then we would play this game where uh, <laughs> there's a jukebox that you could pick your songs. And, you know... Um, uh, the song Money for Nothing has yeah. that really long Chicks intro. Chicks for free. Has bam, that like, bam, bam, yeah. bam, 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 bam. So it has that really long intro that's like, I want my MTV. Yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. So we would play a game that when that came on, you had to drink all the alcohol that you had in your hands. Oh my God. And so like, we would try to time it. So <laughs> right after somebody would go and, <laughs> and get their tubs. Yeah. So it would come on, and then they would have to pound two thirty-two ounce beers. Dude, it was a terrible. Idea. That's a bad idea. Sometimes it worked, and sometimes it totally backfired. I'm sure. So I think it, I'd be sick. It actually only had to happen to you once before you stopped buying them two at a time. Because <laughs> two at a time—that's a lot of beer. Yeah. So, but it was fun. It was college days. We we're idiots. Yeah. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Learn a bunch of stuff, and then retard yourself with some beer on the other end. So let's have a bush light. All right. Let's do it. You can have your own on this one, unless you want to split it. You want yeah, to split it? split it? All right, we'll split it. Because I'm not going to drink a whole one. These are uh, brewed in the USA. Yay. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Bush is an Anheuser-Busch. It's an AB brand. Yep. Um, not in a lot Dev. of deal. Oh, they have they do the thing on the can. It makes it hard to read. Um, the can is recyclable. That's, that's cool. It's important. <laughs> Uh, one pint tap into your beer.com. That's where you go for questions. And oh, that's cool. Uh, 4.1% alcohol, uh, 95 calories. Wow. Oh, for 12 ounces, 95 I calories. I can smell it already. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's light. It is. A li- you know what? You know what would be fun, actually? We'd do an episode where we get like Bud Light and Bud Heavy. And course uh, light, and course heavy, bush light, bush heavy, and Miller compare light, the two. Banquet yeah, beer. and just just drink those, like like taste them side by side. Yeah, probably don't need a lot of bourbon on that one. Maybe we'll just do a shot at the end. Yeah, just chase <laughs> it. All right. Well, cheers. Yeah, it looks lighter, much lighter color, and uh, smells lighter. It doesn't have it has almost no aroma. Maybe it's got, it's maybe got a bubblegum kind of yeah smell to it to me. Yeah, that sounds about right. As I'm listening to my beer, uh-huh. uh, hmm, and a bubblegum taste, kind of like a Hefeweizen almost. Yeah, it's not T- bad. No, it's not bad. It's very light. Tastes very light, like almost nothing. Yeah. What you want to do side by side? No, actually, I just the I want, color, you know what? I wanted to point out something. The color is basically the same. No, it's a little lighter on the bush light. More of like a light, light yellow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> yeah, this is more like a traditional light beer. What's the ABV like, on it? 
four point one. It's super light. It's, re- oh, yeah. it's hydrating. Yeah, it is hydrating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of crush it in the, at lunch and then get back to work. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to point out that those four ounce beers that we had the yeah. first round, that was sixty cents worth of beer at eight <laughs> percent. It's not bad. That's a that's a that's a deal. That's so funny. I mean, if it's a third, say, I mean, it's really like drinking a giant can of four percent beer. Mm-hmm. But I actually, don't mind it. The Bush Light actually has. Uh, not a bad aftertaste yeah. at all. It's really floral. Yeah. I can see people just taking these out and just, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of reminds me of like, uh, you know, we make fun of these things because we're so highfalutin and, mm-hmm. you know, craft beer and everything else. But it was like the same thing. Remember when we did the Shiner beer? Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, Shiner beer. And then we be had it. And we're like, like, oh, my God, this is, this is good. <laughs> I would drink this. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a place for it for sure. Uh, I like beers like this on hot days. Because they <laughs> did you take another whiff? No, that- yeah, but it smells like urine now. Like the steel oh. reserve compared to the bush. Like I get a like it's a like, urine like, like a chemical. Yeah. Kind of a yeah. Where this one's like that. I think that's gum. the alcohol. That's like that's like the uh the ethanol is coming off. Or maybe it's not ethanol. I don't Does it smell like pee to you? There's like a not urine. Pee, smell. But it does it does smell Yeah, chemically uh, there is a chemical smell. That's the only way I can really think to describe it. <laughs> no, I'm not down with a steel reserve. Let's see. If you would have asked me um, back in high school if that would have been a good choice, oh, I would have said. After the bush light, it's terrible. Yeah. So we're going to save the bush light. That's a good beer. Um, yeah. I don't even know what. You, yeah. I don't, it is definitely a beer that you would just pound to get. Like if you needed to forget some things, this is what you would you would have. Yeah. I agree. Um, but I don't need to forget things. I like to remember. Yeah, I do too. I'm not in that. I do have my down moments, but it's not, <laughs> this is not what I would lean on. I do have to tell you, I'd take on a, on a golfing trip with the guys. Oh yeah. I would take a bush light over a Coors light. I think so too. This, so we should, this, this would be a good, we need to do a blind. Yeah. Like hundred percent blind. We should do it at the next guys weekend. If you're in town. We should do it and do a well. we'll if I know we'll far enough, some. if yeah. I know far enough in advance, we can. But that would be good. It's always the first, I think, weekend of June. But anyways, <clears throat> I like the blind taste too, and I think but we it can would get be, their opinions on it yeah. as well. That'd yeah, that good. would be fun. Um, but we should do another. We should figure out like if we're gonna do if we're gonna do a big three, um, we should do that blind, and I agree. have like, you know, one of the Munchkins or, or lovely wives pour them for us, so we yep. don't know what they are. I agree. Put numbers on the bottom. I have a process. That's good. We need a process. Because mm, who's who's running this show? Yeah. Who's doing it? Not me right now. I'm here talking to you. Well, should we try a bourbon? <laughs> so these are, these are, yeah. These are. Uh, did you already have these or did you go get them? I have never had either one of these. But I mean, did like, did you buy them a while ago for this reason? No, I went and got you... them last week when you mentioned it. Okay, perfect. I was like, oh, I'll go out there. But see, I got the smaller models because. Mm-hmm. A fifth. Yeah. So um that is the priest's liquor. Yeah. So uh we're calling this the Sock of Mystery. mystery. <laughs> it cracks me up that you put him in a sock. Yeah. Especially because you took it right off your foot. No, this That's is gross. clean. This is a clean sock. <laughs> don't don't mind that hair on the sock though, by the way. So it does seem like a clean sock. Oh, just just sprinkle a little steel reserve on it. It'll sanitize yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is 
Evan Williams, Kentucky bourbon. Oh, yeah. Hey, Evan. So, so at a 750 milliliter bottle of this is $11.99. that nice? No, $13.99 is a 750 $13.99. Yep. So That's, I went. Is that before Chansley's cut? Yeah. Cut. So I went below $15. Okay, perfect. So, but this is even cheaper. No, of course, because it's a fifth. Because it's a fifth, but I do know what the price is for a 750 milliliter. And this is Evan Williams, Kentucky's first distiller, is what he's saying. Wes, you know what they say about Catholics, right? What do they say about Catholics? Wherever you find four, you'll find a fifth. <laughs> I think I've said that on the podcast before. Who knows? We're drunk. Mm, yes, yeah, still reserve everything straight to your head. <laughs> Fast acting, not high fructose corn syrup. Yep. So they're bourbons. Let's see. They're straight bourbons. Now, I have a little memory with you. With the bottle of Evan Williams, you and I sat out in some lawn chairs on a warm summer night at Desert Air, taking down an entire bottle of Evan Williams bonded <laughs> in bottle and uh, bottled in bond, excuse me, 100 proof. And uh, we woke up the next morning feeling just fine, which yeah. was pretty awesome. Uh, but this is just their regular 86 <clears throat> uh, proof, uh, extra aged in oak, it says. Uh, if I go to their website uh, to learn more, uh, it just says our Kentucky straight bourbon is full of character, simply done right. Named after Evan Williams, who opened Kentucky's first distillery along the banks of the Ohio River in 1783, it's aged far longer than required by law, which is three years. The result is a bourbon <laughs> that's smooth, rich, and easy to enjoy. That's all they say about this. Does it make them lawbreakers? Because they did not the law. They, they did, did not more, the law. More than the law. <laughs> no. It's okay if you go over the law. I didn't do not the law. Under the law. All right. So here's your Evan Williams straight bourbon. And uh, cheers. Nice. Cheers. Smells like Jack almost. It's got a sweet smell to it. Mm. Yeah, 86 proof. I mean, Jack Daniels is 80 proof. Yeah. So. so the one that we took down, that was like a next step up above this. This is like their bottom shelf cheap version. So this like, is only like $2 more. Like, oh, I mean, Kings Creek last week mm -hmm. uh, it was only $2 more mm -hmm. than this. So Kings Creek is $15.99 yeah, for the bottle we took down. Milliliter. The bo bottle we took down Desert Air, that one. Oh yeah, that one's just a little bit more than this one. That was like, hundred proof. That was a fifty percent bottled in bond. So that might have been that. like sixteen dollars or something like that. We were drinking lots of water. We took our vitamin C. Yeah. And our ivermectin. Well, we were passing out on those chairs. And like, I don't know that. <laughs> I mean, it was a rough night going back to bed. But I woke up the next day like, all right, let's go. Yeah. You know who did not want to make out? Ellen. Wes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, did you get lucky after you got home? Good job, buddy. Actually, last night I got back. No. If, if we're sharing details. Oh, oh really? Well, like, we got back and, and immediately we're celebrating uh, with Katie and Gary. We went over to Katie and Gary's house and then we stayed way too long there. Oh. Um, cock, I also, cock blocked. I, also, uh, for those who are not uh experienced travelers like i am uh when you get when you're in comfort plus drinks are free 
<laughs> so, so were you a little sauce? I had a couple. <laughs> <laughs> All that uh, turbulence. Yeah. Well, they. What is that? What? What's the one they had? King? Not Kings. Woodford. They have Woodford. Res- yeah. Woodford Reserve. That's a good Delta, one. Yeah. In uh, the tiny bottles, and then they have wines and beers and all the things uh and it's a long flight so yeah it's like four and a half hours five hours it's five it's a little over five hours yeah so i had a couple yeah and helen could tell <laughs> she, she mentioned it <laughs> i was like yeah well drinking for free i'm yeah. getting i'm gonna i'm gonna drink my way through my plane ticket oh my god i'm gonna get all my money's worth I'm like ten dollars a pop i know let's go all right let's have a drink so vanilla oak Kind of flavorless. Kind of flavorless. Yeah. Doesn't taste like much. It has a burn. It has that <clears throat> back of the throat burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting a little on the side of the tongue and then it's like, it's just like woody. Yep. Like the sweet aroma that's on the nose is not yep. in the flavor Doesn't at all. Exist. It's just, yeah. it tastes like they pushed, it, it tastes like they pushed alcohol through not even oak, just wood. Yeah. Like, mixed it up with some sawdust, filtered it, and put it in a bottle. You know, I wonder who Evan... Evan Williams is Evan Williams... Old Evan Williams Distillery. It's not terrible. It just is not exciting. Yeah, well, it's it's a, it's a mixer. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Old yeah. Evan... But it's like, yeah, like this is not one that you would sit around and want to. You like nobody's going to be like, I just want to sip Evan Williams neat. <laughs> Someone um, out there, I mean, somebody probably does. Definitely thinks that. But it, I think if you're interested in the flavors of what you're drinking, yep. you should drink less better whiskey. <laughs> so guess who produces Evan Williams? InBev. No. Coors, Heaven Hills. Ice. Oh, Heaven Hills, which is a reputable. Mm-hmm. Um, distillery of all kinds of things that everybody loves, including what we had last week, which was the Sazerac mm-hmm. and Buffalo Trace and all of those things are oh all gosh, Heaven Hills. There's a trend. Yeah, so this must be their uh, lowbrow yeah. version of it. Uh, bourbon brands there's that a, Heaven Hills has. for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to talk shit about it. Like it, It's no. priced like Correctly. At, at the price that it is. Yeah, I would buy it at that price. That's absolutely fine. I also think this is one of those ones. Like, I've, I, I don't know uh, if we've talked about it on the podcast, but I have friends that just want to have a drink at times, and other ones, and at other times they want to like taste something nice. Yeah, but it's like after the first six, you're not really tasting anything anymore. You're drinking. It's like the difference between tasting and drinking. I guess yeah, is probably the way. So like this is perfect for. You want a little bit more brown, we're out of a little sauced. Maybe we've uh, dabbled with some edibles. We just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. I want a nightcap after the first six nightcaps. Yep. Yep. This fits the bill. And I, I was uh, kidding. This isn't the Buffalo Trace Distillery. This is um, this is where you get Elijah Craig. Um, Wait, the new Sock of Destiny? No. So Evan Williams is from oh, Heaven Hill Distillery. One. Yes. That's where you get Elijah Craig, <clears throat> uh, Fighting Cock. Um, cock, Cack. Henry McKenna bourbon, which is good. Old Fitzgerald bourbon, TW Samuels. They also have a whole bunch of other brands as well. Vodka brands and cognac 
brands and Irish cream and all kinds of stuff. So they got a lot of stuff. Rittenhouse straight rye whiskey and Pikesville straight rye whiskey. Both are, I think, like total wine and more like Spears Direct or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a big producer of yeah, yep, vice. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna. Is that good it. or bad? What like, these big producers is like consolidated brands or these like. You know, like Chateau Saint Michel is kind of this way. They're like a, a gigantic wine business, or like InBev is this way. They own a lot of brands. And I started to actually talk about it earlier, um, and then you cut me off because you're so friendly. Uh, <laughs> that might not be true. The, there's a lot of craft, quote unquote, craft beers yeah. that, that are on shelves. They're actually produced by InBev. Yes. And so, like, well, they leave their name off it on purpose. They don't want Anheuser you to know. Bush is InBev. Mm-hmm. That's not a craft beer. Though. No, I know, but, but it does. But it actually says on it, on at least on this, it says right under the bush light, it says Anheuser Busch. Yeah. But there are craft beer brands that are produced by AB, and they don't put their name on it because they know the audience that it's geared towards wouldn't buy it if they knew right offhand, right away that it was in, in Bev. Yeah, <clears throat> there's a lot of people in the beer industry and home brewers and whatnot that really don't like. InBev because of what they're doing to the market. They're trying to consolidate. They're trying to own all of it. Uh, they're trying to take over craft brewing. They want to yeah. have all, I mean, like big businesses too. Um, but it's to the detriment of the quality of beer. They're not interested necessarily in producing great <clears throat> beer and supporting local. They just want to own all of the market share. So they do things to own the market, like buy breweries or make these sort of not really craft beer brands. Things like that. Did Elysian go there too? <clears throat> they did. Yeah. Yep. They sold out. And I can't blame them for selling out because they made a lot of money on a business that they built that had a great following and great locations and a great name. Yeah. And as long as you didn't sign anything that says, hey, you can't go back and now create another craft beer or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes they do. They did. Um, if I remember right in their agreement, they, they had stipulations on what InBev could and couldn't do with the brand. Okay. Um, and so it was like you can't outsource the brewing to other places that needs to be brewed in the Elysian facility, like things like that. Like yeah. they wanted to try to keep the brewery as close to what they built as possible. Um, but there's only so much you can do. You know, if they want to cheapen the beers, they can cheapen the beers. That's up to them. Yep. So I do think they've probably their beers have changed a bit since being bought. Like one of the things they'll do is they'll buy these brands and then they'll take the the flagship beers that everybody loves and they'll try to make them cheaper, which often means reducing ingredients so they're not as big or full, but they do it subtly and over time. And so you'll get this like slow and steady march to not as good beer that they hope people don't notice. Um, so um, there's something related. Oh, there was a, I don't remember if it was Helen or a podcast or whatever. I, I can't remember who was who was mentioning this. Uh, I think it was a podcast, but they were talking about how there was a cookie company that made, that was really, really popular, uh, but they needed to cut costs. And so they're like, okay, well, let's see if we can make the cookie cheaper. We'll change some ingredients and the, they would look at what they had then and they would make a new cheaper version of it, compare them side by side and be like, well, it's close enough. People won't really notice. The problem was they did that like 12 times. And so the steps, the individual steps were pretty small, but the one thing where they failed is they never compared the new cookie to the original cookie. 
And that gap was huge. And they were like, we don't understand why people are no longer buying them. And they think right. our cookies are gross because this one, this last one, number 11 is not that different. Or number 12 is not that different than number 11. But they weren't like progressively or they weren't actually comparing it to what the original brand was built on. Yeah. So, and that's what they kind of do. They hope that people just don't notice because it's a slow march towards cheaper beer. Yep. No, that's true. I mean, you talk to old timers that were drinking <clears throat> Rainier. I don't. I don't know if they've changed Rainier too much, but no, probably not. That was already a pretty cheap beer. They, yeah, it's it stayed in its lane. But um, so but as far as like what we're um like I, I this Bush Light I actually enjoy. Um, I'm not. I don't like the, the Steel Reserve. I don't. Yeah, I don't like Steel Reserve. I don't. I'm not a fan of this Evan Williams either. No, this would be good uh, with Coca Cola or something like that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not one I would choose to drink on the regular. Yeah, so the next one on our Sock of Mystery. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How many takes did you do? Uh, two, because the first one, Coco was barking in the background. Oh, only two, though. Yeah. That's nice. Well I, done. I did it right before you came here. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, so this one is Early Times. Oh, yeah. Early Times. Now, Early Times is $11.99 for a 750 milliliter bottle. This is breakfast booze. Yeah, this is. So this is from the Sazerac Company. And uh, which was the old uh, Brown Foreman Corporation. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing on their website about taste or anything. Nothing. They're like, it's booze. Yeah. We don't have funds to describe it. Yes. It's in a plastic bottle. Oh, yeah. Uh, both of them are in plastic bottles, which means reusable. Mm -hmm. And you can have it in your thigh and bring it to a game. Oh, yeah. No metal. Yeah, no metal. Perfect. Uh -huh. I'll put that right down by my wiener. Hey, you want to uh, sip? You want to sip from my fifth? Open your mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. Gross. All right. I mean, if so you're into that is, sort of thing, that's fine. This is early times. Uh, early Times Whiskey brand production started at Early Times Station, Kentucky, and was introduced in 1860. 1860. The Kentucky water surrounding the station was used for making the whiskey. The water naturally filtered through limestone springs, which is all throughout that part of the country. And Early Times was not popular until 1920 when Congress passed the Volstead Act and Prohibition began. The brand prospered due to its maker having a license to continue production for medicinal purposes. Oh. Marijuana. The Brown Forming Company acquired Early Times in 1923 and over the next 30 years made Early Times the best-selling whiskey in the country, believe it or not. Wow. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. Jeez, that's up until 1953. <clears throat> it later became sold in over 40 countries. It ranks as, ranks as one of the top four-selling Kentucky whiskeys in the world. And in 2005, it became the top-selling whiskey in Japan. That is hilarious. In mid-2020, the brand was sold to the Sazerac Company. But before the sale to Sazerac, the brand was owned by Brown Foreman. It was produced at their distillery in Shively, Kentucky. Um, most of the early times, which is now sold in the U.S., cannot legally be labeled as a bourbon whiskey within the U.S., so it's labeled as Kentucky Whiskey. And some of the spirits in early times are aged in used barrels. Why can't it be labeled as a bourbon? Uh, well, because some of the spirits in early times are aged in used barrels, while bourbon must be aged in new no. barrels according to the legal requirements yeah. of bourbon sold within the U.S. Oh, it's perfect. 40%. It actually says right on the bottle, uh, aged at least 36 months in reused uh, yeah. cooperage. Yep. 
Yep. So this is um <clears throat> this is also in nineteen eighty seven Brown Forming contracted with Churchill Downs to market early times mint juleps as the official drink of the Kentucky Derby. Now it's uh Woodford Reserve um and also uh Old Forester or what mint juleps are made with now. So anyways, early times. The number one, or was the number one best-selling brand in Japan. <laughs> um, smells like cotton candy and nuts. Yeah, and nuts. It's like a yeah, it's like a uh, county fair. Yep. In a glass, and then taste it, man. Smooth, very little burn. Well, that's a little surprising. Yeah. There's like a little tingle on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. But just barely. Yeah. I do get a bit of a burn like deep in my throat. I don't. Um, maybe that, that, might, that might just Williams. be might just be acid reflux. It ta- yeah, but you're right. It tastes like peanuts. The aftertaste especially tastes yeah. like you're just munching on peanuts. Yeah. That's weird. Which is bad because I love peanuts. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I eat all kinds of nuts, pervert. All right. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's early early times i must push that out my nose hole <laughs> that's not bad so take i a, don't know if i would take drink a, that on take a regular a, take a sip and and swish it around your mouth don't just drink it and that's where you'll get the burn you'll start to feel it in the in the certain places like right in the middle of your tongue not back not tip there's like a right in the middle of your tongue you kind of get a yeah on the sides of my tongue mm-hmm. i get it but it's not bad. I like it better than the Evan Williams. Let's see. It's definitely nuttier. Mm-hmm. Uh. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Did you just do the another steel reserve? Because no. look on your face looks like you're better. That was Evan Williams. It's like way sweeter. It has more of a Jack Daniels taste. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's very different than the early times. Yeah, the early times is actually really smooth and and almost nondescript. Eleven ninety nine for a seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottle. It's not bad. You're gonna make drinks with it. I actually think that's one that you could you could pour for people and they would think it was better. Yeah, than I think what so it too. Costs. They yeah. would be like, "Oh, this is really nice." Because I'm I, getting bottom shelf stuff. Yeah, like I think part of that is like I don't think a lot of people actually pay that much attention to what they're drinking. I think especially people who drink whiskeys, yeah, just drink it because they want to drink whiskey and they're not necessarily paying a lot of attention or can tell the difference, which is fine. Yeah. So drink what you like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now this bush light I went back to to clean my palate has got now a soapy smell and taste to it to me. <laughs> It's funny how your taste buds and everything all play with you in that way. Yeah, it's kind of floral. Yeah. Still not bad. I mean, it, it tastes like like infused water. It does. No, yeah. that's a great way to put it. Infused right? water. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we didn't really have a topic tonight. No, nope. we've already spent 40 minutes talking about beer and bourbon, which is actually pretty good for us. Yeah. <laughs> Usually we just pound right through that. Like, Let's do drinks. So I just because... Um, <clears throat> Uh, this was not really short notice, but kind of short notice. Kind of a quick turnaround. 
I thought we would do something like uh, something a little lighter. Yeah. So I looked up uh, today. Election results. Election results. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about Trump. You voting for Trump in 2024? Every time I... Savage 45. I choose not to. <laughs> Come on, dude. We have no. to save this country. We have to vote Trump. Make America again. No, he said, what do you say? If in order to make America great and glorious again, so it's going to be. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's, that's just a marketing ploy because now he's going to sell new hats that have the new slogan on them to all of those people. And he's <laughs> going to make millions of, of all of that. Yeah. It's bad, uh, bad marketing. MAGA is bad marketing. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought we have some odd stories from around the world, and I thought I'd pick a couple and read through them, and we can discuss them. Oh, do you know what? I totally, instead of, Excuse me. instead of Steel Reserve, I should have bought a Foster's so we could do, like, around the oh, world. Oh, that's good. I would have, it would have, like, beer. It would, <laughs> would have, like, fit so perfectly. I had it in my hand, Wes. I blew I, it. Okay. I totally oh, I know. Was stuck on the Steel Reserve, and I blew it. Here's a good one that, uh, since you just came home, uh, this is uh, this is from uh, November 8th, so just a couple weeks ago. Okay. Uh, this is from the TSA. Handgun found inside raw chicken and <laughs> luggage at airport. <laughs> I didn't see that. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Security officers at a South Florida airport have reported finding a handgun hidden inside a raw chicken packed in a traveler's luggage. The Transportation <laughs> Security Administration posted photos of the gun and poultry Monday. On its official Instagram account, the weapon was recovered at the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. Did it say? It, did it say it was in its in their checked bag? Uh, or the, it doesn't like, say here on this AP News here. Or like going through the security line, and it you're must like, have been. Mm, I mean, just, they found it. It's just my cock. No, I mean, but it's a Glock and a cock. It's a Glock and a cock. <laughs> I love Glocks. <laughs> I don't have the uh, TSA because. Fuck them. Why would I have them on my Instagram? But I don't have a TSA Instagram. So I'm going to look right now. They're making you safe by checking your bung. Yeah. By patting me down and touching my cock. You know, to though. see if there's a Glock yeah, in my you, cock. You want to talk about, like, privilege? Yeah. If you can afford it, you don't have to do any of that nonsense. Yeah, I know. Well, they make you pay. Mm -hmm. We're fucking slaves, dude. You well, know if you that, have, right? If you have TSA pre-check oh, and clear. Slaves. We're slaves. Then, like, you you go front of the line. You don't have to take your shoes off. You don't have to take anything out of your bag. They, like, don't even bother looking at your, your shit. By the way, since we're on it, the most humiliating fucking thing in the world is take off your fucking shoes to walk through our, our checkpoint yeah, here. The shoe thing needs to go. That's totally dumb. Like, I feel... Because one guy with a failed shoe bomb... I feel like such an asshole every time they tell me to take off my shoes. I'm like, it's my fucking shoes. Do I look like some guy that's, I got fucking liquid bombs in my shoes? Mm -hmm. Like, these are Vans, asshole. Like, there's nothing in these. Or like, I'm wearing flip-flops. What am I going to do with a flip-flop? I hate it, dude. I hate it so much. Burst your eardrum with my flip-flop. Uh, so the TSA... <laughs> the shoe thing is, is totally dumb. The TSA thing here says... There's a personal foul here. <laughs> and they show the raw chicken. They don't show the gun, but the chicken came from Kikiri Kurich Galilina Baking Hen. That's very strange. What was it? Like. I wish they'd show the gun. Oh, they do show the gun. So, okay. Guess so, what the gun is? 
a, a Glock. Yep. It's a Glock and a cock. Yep. It's a Glock and a cock. That's a it's totally, an actual Glock. It totally, I mean, it's a hen. It's a smaller Glock, so yep. it's probably a 43. They don't, Glock 43. They don't uh, package the, the cocks that way. That's a hen for sure. But That's so funny. Glock and a cock would have been a great headline. And someone probably told them, you know, hey, listen, since the Glocks are made of most of polymer materials, they it won't be flagged on the... Yeah, so shove it right up that chicken's it, ass. Just put it right in that fucking chicken. Yeah. <laughs> the Post didn't identify the traveler who was transporting the weapon or whether any arrests were made, Florida man. Seems like seems like that must have been in a checked bag then. Yeah, I think Because it was that's in, the case. Yeah. Like they wouldn't arrest you. They'd be like, Well, you checked it, but you were supposed to you're supposed to tell them that you have it. Like you have to, like you're required to say, declare. Yeah, declare. That's the word. You're supposed to declare that you have it in your check bag before you check that bag. Yeah. Uh, and he probably just didn't. But why would you shove it in a fucking chicken? A raw chicken. A raw chicken. He probably. It's probably illegal. He sh- he's going to get arrested. That guy is fucked. I mean, like it did look gut. like it did look like uh, a a chicken that came from a bodega. <laughs> Do you, do, you, do you think he was more mad about losing the gun or using losing the chicken? I mean, both. I mean, like, huh? I lost my I dinner and my gun. <laughs> Why would you buy raw chicken? <laughs> raw chicken, by the way. So weird. According to the TSA, fresh meat, seafood, and other non-liquid food items are permitted in both carry-on and checked bags as long as they're packed in ice. He fucked up because he didn't, didn't put, put it in ice. ice. <laughs> Unloaded firearms are allowed to be transported in checked bags. <laughs> but they must be declared at the ticket counter and packed in a locked, hard-sided container. Ugh. Oh, my. What an asshole. What an asshole. All right, what's next? Um, hold on. Uh, yeah, okay, so next is... Uh, let's see here. Smooth criminal. Oh, I thought this, this was an odd so much, but it's kind of awesome for us. As uh, children of the 80s. And the corn. Yep. And the corn, <clears throat> which is also an 80s movie. The National Toy Hall of Fame's new honorees include an object dating to ancient times, a line of muscle-bound action figures, and an iconic art set whose medium is colorful pegs. The hall on Thursday announced the top... Hold on, hold on. Let's guess them. Uh, light bright. It's clear. Uh, and then the top... Is the first one. Yep. And then the muscle bound nonsense He Man? Yep. Yeah. Good job, go. buddy. The hall on Thursday announced that the top masters How of the universe. How is the top not in it already? I don't know, right? That should have been like number one, first thing. And light bright. Who didn't love light bright? Light bright. Light bright. Turn on the music, the magical something, something, something light. Colored yeah. lights. <clears throat> light bright. Also, Light Bright helped Stranger Things kids save the planet. Oh, well, spoiler alert, because I haven't finished watching yeah, any of that. Yeah, it's not going to spoil anything. The trio was chosen from a field of 12 finalists that also included Bingo, Briar Horses. Briar Horses. That's a thing, that and too. people are very into them. Catan. Like the game? Yep. Nerf. Like all the Nerf things? Yeah, it just says Nerf. 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 The Pinata. Phase 10, Pound Puppies. Oh, yeah. I had a Pound Puppy. I didn't have a Pound Puppy. Racco, which I've never heard of. What's Racco? And the Spirograph, which is that spiral oh, yeah, thing. yeah, you that just you... Like, let it make circles. Yeah, let it make circles. It's like the, the laziest art you can make. 
<laughs> the toy hall. I of- made you a picture. <laughs> no, you didn't. Gravity did. Yeah. <laughs> The Toy Hall of Fame inducts a new class of toys each year in a ceremony at the Strong National Museum of Play in Rochester, where the hall is housed. How long has it been doing this? uh, Doesn't say. Seems like these things they're adding now, it's like, if they've been doing it more than five years, they should have already been in there. Well, I'm surprised like like Nerf and uh, Pinata. Yeah, that's a weird one too. Aren't in there? Yeah. Those are like they, they seem is, ancient. Yeah. Well, Nerf is not. <laughs> I know, but yeah. pinata. Yes. Bubbled foam. <laughs> ancient technology. Out of a plastic gun. Straight from the 70s. I mean, the Mayans were shooting each other with them all the time. Not with Nerf. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. Have you watched the new Graham Hancock uh series on Netflix? You don't know. No, I don't. But I'm pretty sure they weren't using Nerf rifles. <laughs> The top earned a place by being a childhood staple of cultures in Asia, Europe, the Americas, and Australia, according to the Hall, which noted that ancient Greek pottery shows people playing with the twirling objects more than 2,000 years ago. Mm. The top is one of the oldest toys and an integral part of many cultures where it developed independently as a plaything. Chief curator Christopher Bench said in his news release, with more than 5,000 years of history behind it, it's about time the top spun its way into the National Toy Hall of Fame. <laughs> toy pun. Yeah, toy pun. So this is uh, this was a news article from the AP as of November 10th, 2022. Thanks, AP. That's a fun one. And I had all kinds of... I had Snake Mountain. I had Skull Castle. I had all the oh, Hemans. Yeah. I love the Hemans. Did you have that... I didn't have a light bright, though. Did you, did you have that um, one year for Christmas... I think my brothers got the, there was a van that man, man of arms, man at arms, yeah, man, arms man, yeah. man of arms that he drove that had like these weird oval wheels. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was like so stupid. It was like, all right. Yeah. All right. We had those like battery yeah. powered ones yeah. and they, they were useless. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest thing. <laughs> it was like, like if it just had regular wheels, it would just kind of roll along. But if with those stupid tracks on them, they just get stuck on yep. shit. <laughs> it's like totally, totally dumb. And then even in the cartoons, so the the brewery that's near near the condo in Providence Revival plays old cartoons, mm-hmm. and He Man's on a lot. That's and, cool. And at some point, that van was up there. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? Womp. Anything different? Womp. At that time, those guys were Kenner or Ma- it was Kenner or was it Mattel? Uh, I think it was Mattel. They were putting out all kinds of crazy cartoons, Mm -hmm. Thundercats. Except I like Thundercats. I like Thundercats. Actually, the whole opening. Thunder, 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 thunder. I think that's like one of the best opening scenes is Thundercats. As a poor kid, you know what I watched more than Thundercats? Mask. Silverhawks. (laughs) Silverhawks. You remember Silverhawks? I do. It's like Thundercats in space. Yeah. (laughs) And they flew. It's like a total ripoff. Yeah. It's nothing like uh, metal boobs on oh, a yeah. cartoon character. Oh, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Here's another I one. I need to go. This was in a lot of. Yeah, you haven't had it yet. Oh, I know. You'll you get know. it tonight. I maybe. Know. We'll see. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I'll help you out. Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's one that was in all kinds of different feeds. Steve Jobs, his Birkenstock sandals. From the 1970s and 80s, auctioned for more than $200,000 this week. Why do you want those? Someone did. A pair of Birkenstock sandals formerly owned and worn by Apple co-founder Steve Jobs were auctioned for more than 
$200,000. And this is what started the downfall of Bitcoin. Yeah. Because yeah, some FTX. Bitcoin moron <clears throat> decided that's what they needed. That FTX thing, if you look, oh, I'm not even going to get into it. California-based Julian's <laughs> that auctions. Close. That was so close. <laughs> so I almost went down that rabbit trail tell, so bad. Tell, tell me more. Uh, Do you agree that the guy should be under surveillance? He's under surveillance now. Uh, you want my quick hot take? Yeah, give it to me. The um, it's global news because I know our government was giving money to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Ukraine was putting lots of money into FTX, and that money, uh, supposedly, they're looking into it right now, came back to the Democratic National Committee. Oh. Wasn't shady at all. Which is money laundering. <clears throat> so they might be uh, within money laundering. Plus his mom and uh, his main professor at MIT are all in government involved as well. Mm-hmm. So there was there's a bit of a Ponzi laundering scheme going on mm-hmm. here, possibly. But you know, like Paul Pelosi, we'll never find out what the fuck's going on. That's because he got hit in the head with a hammer, dude. <laughs> Release <the> tapes. <laughs> Uh, California-based Julian's Auction said the well-used brown suede sandals... That was so close to being so fun. ...which were accompanied by an NFT... Oh. NFT. ...sold for $218,750. NFT. What an asshole. Non-fungible token. Fungible. That auction house said the sandals had been worn frequently by Jobs, who died in 2011. The cork and jute footbed footbed retains the imprint imprint of steve's jobs jesus which had been shaped after years of use can i raise my hand on this one i raise my hand yes this is fucking stupid Uh, this is like one of the john this is one of the least important news stories to ever it's it's categorized under odd or weird it's categorized under why the fuck is this even why are people like okay spend your money on stupid (laughs) shit i don't care but i don't want to know about it hold on here's the last paragraph Steve Jobs changed the world not only with his revolutionary innovations, but with his business leadership style and fashion wearing sandals, Darian Julian, (laughs) CEO and founder of Julian's Auction, told CNN. These beloved Birkenstocks were worn by Jobs as he made history in the making of the (laughs) Apple computer and were the tech icon's signature staple. Do you think they gave him a a good spray with the bowling alley spray before they delivered him just to make sure that they were safe? Because I think people wanted that authentic steve jobs foot smell foot smell <laughs> that's so weird so there's a rich guy out there with a foot fetish that just spent two hundred eighteen thousand dollars and on an nft which means he's an asshole foot smeller you know what by the way he probably will have them positioned in a place where he talks about <laughs> them all the time you know like <clears throat> these shoes were once owned by steve oh, yes. jobs yeah oh yeah yeah well and it would be he's flexing i on also think all day long. yeah and and that's why he doesn't have sex because <laughs> it's like got a boner for these shoes and not for the right things. I mean, maybe you'll just come in those. I, I mean, maybe. And there might be somebody who thinks, like, okay. So I, I'll give that it's interesting that it was owned by somebody who is interesting. Yeah. But at the same time, like, they're just fucking shoes. Yep. Like, what? it's shoes. Why? You probably had a lot of them. Are you going to sell them all? People are going to buy all the shoes? Yeah. Why not? Why you know not? what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get on eBay and I'm gonna sell shoes on eBay that might have been thought about by Steve Jobs. 
see how much I make. All right, this uh, I'm gonna play the video on the next zero one. dollars. Nobody this is from that. Fox News. Tardy I was lies. watching the View the other day, and what I saw shocked me to my core. Oh, is this uh, Jesse Waters? I got that guy's so punchable. <laughs> it was poor ghosts. But it begs the question, do ghosts have libido? Oh, my gosh. Well, the owners of Hill House Manor in Gainesville, Texas, seem to think so. Linda Hill and her How husband... How do they even call themselves news? They used to be an old bordello. And the ghosts that live there are bordello. very on brand. They're, they're not scary. They're sexual. Linda claims she <laughs> once was taking a shower and a dark figure outside the curtain yelled, looking good. The Hills tried renting out the house for a few years, but nobody would last more than six months. Today, people are back to renting it out by the night to investigate paranormal activity, of course. Mm -hmm. Owner of Hill House Manor, Linda Hill, joins me now. So, Linda, <laughs> Woman haunted by on. sexual really ghosts. <laughs> no, this really happened. <laughs> you forgot you invited over, giving you a compliment during your no, shower? No, no. Dark was, figure. I thought it was my husband. I mean, uh. he and I were the only ones in the house. And I spoke to him. I, you know, he told me I was looking good. I said, thank you. And I was this on the TV. Jesse Waters has no relevance if this is the case. Yeah. Yeah. So you were showering and, you, and, you, and the ghost kind of came on to you. What else have you noticed came all over about her. Oh my these gosh. sexy ghosts? <laughs> News, well, ladies and know, gentlemen. We've got all kinds of ghosts. We've got kids and we've got all kinds. Oh my people, God, sexual kids? Yeah, sexual kid ghosts. And we've got hookers. Pedophile ghosts. The, hookers. That's hookers. What you're talking about is the hookers. Hookers Whores. of Hill House Manor. Whores. Um, <laughs> the hookers of Hill House to Manor. They come on to men because they tend to be hookers. And hookers. like. They're hooker ghosts. Hookers. Men will report hookers. having somebody has Whores. stroked their face. Or stroked their arm. Stroked their dick. They are working in the wrong place. Don't stroke my Those face. Those weren't hookers. If you're going to stroke something. <laughs> wow, I love the train in the background, there. too. <laughs> Those foamers. Oh, my we gosh. Knew it would time out perfectly How? for this. You get it? They're, it they're horny. Uh, oh, hey, yo. Nailed it, Jesse Waters. Jesse, you piece of... Crap. Okay, can we move we're on? We're really honking those <laughs> horns. Well, I guess we're really honking those horns. again. My God. Actually, if all he did was stories like this, I would watch him. I would too, actually. But some of the other stupid shit that he says, I can't. I can't do it. I couldn't pass that one up. That was good. That was actually from this last November, like November 1st. That's really funny. Would you go to a horny ghost house? I mean, if I got stroked the right way. I know. Stop touching my face. It reminds me of... Uh, what was that? Uh, is it cheating if you get a hand job from a ghost? No. Who's going to tell? And isn't a sexual ghost an incubus or a succubus? Or is that different? That's like a demon that wants to have sex with you to take your soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different thing. I guess. It's a thing. A succubus is a lady demon, a sexual lady demon. And an is incubus it? is a sexual How come I don't know boy this? demon. That's weird. Are you I, looking it up now? Are you searching succubus? Oh. oh, yeah. Perfect. I'm afraid of no handy ghosts. Here's the hooker ghost. Oh, that's right. Remember when uh, uh -huh. Dan Aykroyd as Ray Stance had his ghost wet dream? 
Oops. Oh, yeah, here it goes. The yep. belt's coming off. Here comes the hooker ghost. Oh. Oh, tidy whities Yep. And that's when it... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He went cross-eyed. How many... Do, okay, so that's dumb. Like, the 80s were stupid when it came to sexual things, because they always would do this, like, cross-eyed, like, I'm enjoying this, but... I don't... Like, that's dumb. I hate The cross-eyed thing? Yeah, the cross-eyed thing. I don't think we've been sucked hard enough to go cross-eyed. I Maybe that's our problem. I don't want to be sucked that hard. <laughs> that doesn't sound enjoyable. I've never gone cross-eyed, but I've made that face doing other things. So that's fun. Good times. Yeah. It is good times. Uh-huh. That's why I said it. <laughs> Sometimes it's early times, good times. This one's from the very reputable Daily Mirror. I oh, missed it. I brought it back. I saw that. It was good. Early times. Slow early times, good times. Morning sex is what I'm saying. <laughs> So this one is, uh, <laughs> my husband can't get over how ugly my sister's boyfriend is. I want a divorce. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. Uh, it says, uh, taking to Reddit, the mom of two explained how her husband viciously attacked her sister's boyfriend. Is this on the, am I in the asshole feed? <laughs> no. Do you know that feed? I don't. It's like people have a situ- Reddit feed. Yeah, it's a Reddit feed. Oh, that's funny. That, where people are like, am I the asshole for like, <laughs> <laughs> for for being like against my mom wanting to put her finger in my husband's butt. Oh. Things I mean that's a that's extreme, but it's things like that that's like no, you're not the asshole. Your friends are crazy. It says that the mama too explained how her husband viciously attacks her attacked her sister's boyfriend over his appearance, claiming he is too ugly to date his wife's sister. She said, "My sister is my role model and like a second mother to me." She is a successful architect, and she is very beautiful, tall and slim with a beautiful face. Wherever she goes, people get silent and turn their heads to watch her. Her sister met her boyfriend at work two years ago and soon struck up a romantic relationship. However, as her boyfriend is shorter than her and on the larger side, her family questioned whether things would work out. At first, everyone was surprised except me. I thought he was brilliant, she added. They made fun of him behind my sister's back and just thought she was wasting her life. Later then, uh, they understood that my sister was happy and that they truly loved each other. People were supportive. But while the family's love for her boyfriend grew, her husband's hate for him festered, making her question whether there was a bigger problem at play. She said, he can't imagine my sister is with him and he is livid that her boyfriend is moving in with her beautiful city apartment soon all right if i'm being honest this is going on way too long for this story get to the punchline scroll down what happened uh she said every time she woke up next to him her heart get filled with happiness she wanted him to she be loves him. every day on our way home my husband was so angry he asked me what my sister meant by that i told him she loved him He's brilliant and funny the way he treats her with love and respect it wasn't enough for my husband who started to make fun of his beer belly I got very upset and asked him if he had the hots for my sister. So why is he so bothered? Mm. Yeah. So it sounded like they had other marital problems. It sounds like he's projecting. Yeah. Like he's upset about something. So there are. So the headline was a punchline. They yes. Didn't, they, they put it right out there right at the beginning. That guy's a shithead came. and she should leave him. I think it's a fake story. It's probably a fake story. But you do see some like every so often you see people that seem like mismatches and you're like, well. They seem to be happy. Good yeah. for them. They should be happy. They should love who they want. Uh, there was one that uh, our friend Debbie, Providence Debbie, brought up. Um, who was, uh, what was, what's the guy's name that was uh, James Bond for a while? Piers Brosnan. Brosnan. Mm-hmm. 
and his wife old and i yeah so it was like he's a very handsome older man and um he's been with his wife for a very long time and she's put on a, a, a couple of pounds so she's a little bit bigger but she's by no means super unattractive but they seem like a mismatch because mm-hmm. he's a very handsome older man but like clearly they love each other and so who cares like why are you spending your time judging other people for the things that they want and love like it's okay that they're not a mismatch in your brain they don't give a fuck yeah it's not about you so stop making it about you yeah yeah people are shits people are shits here's another one from the daily mirror oh i like that that's it's got to be true <clears throat> mom devastated after burying dog only for it to return home alive days later. That a, doesn't make a, sense. A woman who buried her dog after being told she'd been hit by a car has been reunited with her pet after she turned up alive and well. Cody Hutton was left heartbroken after her Springer Spaniel Maisie darted off into the darkness on bonfire night after being spooked by a firework. The 26-year-old spent days searching for a beloved dog and even camped out in a field where she had last been seen, but search came to an end after she received a dreaded call that a flattened dog had been found. Good God, the reporting. This seems like uh, it looks kind of like your dog, but it got ran over by a car, so you buried it, and then the do- the different dog showed up. Your real dog actually showed up. Yeah, your real dog yep. showed up. She took the dog home uh. and buried it in her garden, but then days later, she was reunited with her pup. That's clickbait. That's what that is. A and micro- you fell for it. A microchip couldn't be found, but we accepted and made a peace with her death. I told my son, Talon, she was a star in doggy heaven now. It was devastating. But then oh she God. was rescued by some locals who saw her. And she was clearly tired and hungry, but only suffered a mild eye infection during the trip. Uh, and she was uh, that saw her cover 17 miles throughout. This is in England. Melton, Breadfield, Hemingham, and Wickham Market in Suffolk. <laughs> I, I shouldn't be saying all of this in a British accent. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that a great story? Uh, No. <laughs> it doesn't have anything about like, hey, whose dog was that that got hit? Yeah. What about those people that you buried? You just buried a random dog in your garden, yep. and you're going to plant carrots on it. Yep. That's gross. Yeah. Carrot garden. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Uh, can you imagine like going through that process of like caring for a flattened squished disgusting body of a dog and then it not even being yours like i get the love for your own dog but then being like oh gross the news report was the best that it just no mention of like uh and also this other family found out that their dog is buried in this lady's <laughs> carrot garden now there's a lawsuit to get it back uh, the last story that we have tonight as we wrap up, this is a local story. It's not a weird story, but John, do you know what city has the most gun stores in Washington state? Is this a, like a per capita or total? Total. Uh, I'm going to go with Fife. Oh, some I guess. Nope. Of all the cities and towns in Washington, Vancouver. As oh, the, the most gun stores, yep. Yeah. As of the beginning of the year, there were 42 federally licensed firearm dealers in Vancouver, or 23 for every 100,000 people. Mm. That's actually not that surprising, being as close as it is, as it is to Oregon. To and Oregon. also, yeah. um, as far as cities go, Vancouver, by square mileage, is huge. Yep. It's really spread out. Yep. It's like kind of in a flat land, and it just is sprawling. Yeah. So and you, a lot of uh, industrial, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Across the state as a whole, there were 1,050 firearm stores as of January 2022, according to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. 
And using FBI fire, firearm background check data as a proxy for gun sales, these stores sold an estimated 399,258 guns in the first half of 2022. Holy shit. That's a lot of guns. Or 5,315 guns for every 100,000 people. The 13th most Wait, among so states. 5,000 guns per 1,000 people? 100,000 people. Oh, 100,000 people. Yeah. That's a lot of guns, though. Yep. So why would... If you were going to buy a gun, why would you buy it in Washington instead of Oregon? Because Oregon doesn't have sales tax. So if you're going to spend $500 or $1,000 on a firearm... Uh, there's probably some law about what state you can... Because some states have laws that... You have you to be can, a resident to buy. Yeah. Yep. yep. No, no out-of-state buyers. Yep. Yep. So I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. I'm looking for a, a fourth quarter gun myself. So we just mm. went... Uh, for Nathan's birthday, we went to... Uh, Bellevue Gun Club, and we shot like 14 different guns trying to find a gun. And uh, I think I found my next subcompact that I want to get. Yeah, I'm just going to go out and buy my Glock and a cock. Well, that's what I want. I want a Glock. Glock 43X. Glock and a cock. But you have to store it in a chicken. No, just put it next to my cock. Get a little clip right next to my cock. That's Glock and a cock. So so you're going to get the like (laughs) mini version so that your cock is more impressive? Yes. It's already more impressive. Mini Glock. Mini Glock. Mini Glock in my cock. Anyways, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, uh, but it does make sense. That's close to the. How's border. that compared nationally? Um, I want to know more. It doesn't tell me anything. Gun nationally. control. Gun it doesn't. Control. It doesn't matter. That is interesting. That's a lot of guns. That's a lot of fucking guns. That's a lot of guns. Is that good or bad? Uh, it depends. If they're giving it to dummies that will never learn how to use their gun. And they just think if I have this thing in my house, I'm just going to go Yosemite Sam on somebody's mm-hmm. ass. I think that's stupid. Pew, 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 pew. <clears throat> I'm a gun advocate, gun nut, if you will. Um, I like guns. I think they're useful tools, uh, but I think they're useful tools as you know how to use them. That's what makes them useful. So why don't we have laws that require you to know how to use them before you can have them? I don't mind that. Yeah. I don't mind that either. I don't mind that. Like I'm not, like they do I'm everything left-leaning and I'm not against guns. <clears throat> the thing is, is that it seems like they do everything but that. And that seems like the most sensible, which means I don't take right. these people seriously. Like now in Washington state, you cannot buy a clip larger than 10 rounds. And you're like, well, how's that? What does that mean? So if I get in a shootout with the police, they get, they get to carry more than me. So I get to shoot 10 rounds and they get to shoot 15. I think the argument is like, why do you need more than 10? Because my gun can carry more than 10. Yeah, but why? Like what? If you're talking about it as a tool. Yeah. Why do you need more than 10? Well, I take it to the range. I like getting better at using my gun. I like uh, shooting things when we're out. and. That's sure. But doing... that's like, that's like, well, because it's fun to have more. Well, that's not a. I know. But, but the reason is, is that so in a self-protective way, if you are in a firefight with someone and they have 15 rounds and you have 10 rounds, you'll lose. Because you have to reload while they still can pop off five more rounds. What if that person that you're in a firefight with was just kept from getting a gun? I mean, that's fine. Wouldn't that be better? Yeah, but I don't know how clip size would prevent them from buying. Like, fuck, I'm not going to buy this gun if I can only have 10 rounds. Well, no, the clip side, the other stuff. We have to do all the other stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, do a background check. So let's do all the other stuff. I don't want want crazy people owning guns. Do you want crazy people owning guns? Keeps the news interesting. Yeah, but... no, keeps, I don't want crazy people. Pe- I don't people dead. I don't want pe- crazy people. Yeah, I'm I'm for sensible gun control. I think yeah. everybody should learn how to use it. They should be yeah. trained. They should have the the guy that we have, uh, Chris at 
Bellevue Gun Club, who's a former police officer, SWAT guy, whatever, mm-hmm. tell you all the horrible, shitty stories that you've heard and tell you all about all the laws in Washington State that are either good or bad mm-hmm. and educate you so that you know all your rights. Like, if someone comes into my house and and they're not supposed to be in there, if I shoot him and I tell the cops that I was protecting my home, I will be charged with manslaughter. But if I tell the police instead I was protecting my life and my family's life, I get to go free because there is no castle law in Washington state. That seems dumb. That's like a, I didn't know that though. That's like a, and your first reaction would be like, I want to protect my home mm -hmm. thinking that you're saying I want to protect my family. Yeah. But that would be used against you. It's like semantics to like charge you for something. Yeah. Well, that's where we're at. Well, it's like, it's so stupid. Like years ago, you used to hear about people breaking into people's houses and getting hurt while they're in there and then suing the people they yeah. broke and yeah. winning. Yeah. Because the law was set up in a way that benefited them. Like, oh, you created this dangerous place for this person to to, mur- to rob you. Rob you. <laughs> like, how dare you? Make- Dude. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, Kevin McAllister and Home Alone wouldn't stand a chance in that lawsuit. No way. Fuck those guys up. How many... How many uh, how many charges do you think he would have got? Like, there's the pink can in his face and then the nails. I mean, he didn't just, he didn't kill him, but he, he lit them mutilated them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Attempted murder. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That little fucker. He'd be making that same face, but like, well, he was getting going to them, but in prison. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that was fun. <laughs> Johnny had a great time. I did too. Thanks, Steel Reserve. Yeah, thanks, Steel Reserve, for your 8% malt liquor. That was gross. Yeah. Smells and tastes like pee. I think if we did it last, we would have hated it more sooner. So bad. Yeah. Oh, and the bush light's gone, so that's good. Oh, yeah. Not all six. Do you want want, here? I'll pop another one. (laughs) Here, have this. This is the rest of the bush light. No, and I don't like the Evan Williams, and the early times wasn't bad. I'm going to actually try a little more more early times as we uh, outro out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just so you guys know, if you're in the Seattle area, Copperworks has a new release coming out. Copperworks is with you on that one. Is a great place to get some uh, single malt whiskeys. They have a uh, release number forty six, which is Salmon Safe Certified. Salmon Safe Certified. Yep. So, and right now, a lot of places like Heritage and Woodenville, they're all doing gearing up for some holiday stuff and Westland. So check them out. Are they doing like the the packs, the like bottle and glasses? Uh, Heritage is. I like those. Those are kind of fun. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, the gift packs, those are fun. Yeah. So if you want to donate those to us. Yeah, please. Uh, This episode brought to you by Heritage Heritage Distilling Company, Brown Sugar Bourbon. Nope, no. (laughs) Nope. We have zero affiliation with them. Don't say that, dude. We're going to get in trouble. No, we're not going to get in trouble. It wasn't brought to you. My disclaimer is, nope, I'm a liar. Yeah, you are. You're a liar. Your pants are always on fire. But you could sponsor us. Yep. And by sponsoring us, that means you can go to podverse.com. You can uh, listen to us on Podverse and donate. You can boost us. Also, you can go mm-hmm. to Fountain FM. You can boost us. Or you can send uh, Satoshis to Balderdashboys at getalby, A-L-B-Y, dot com. Yeah. And honestly, like, well, that, well, that would be great. Do all those things. If you're not in a position to do those things, just tell somebody how wonderful we are yeah yeah and uh comment back you can it's balderdash boys at protonmail.com mm-hmm. uh tell us if you like the show what you like what you don't like we're yep. o- we're open to feedback we've gotten some really great feedback that's helping us make the show better 
Yep. Uh, that's our goal is to make it better, to enjoy it, to have fun, and hopefully you learn something and hopefully it takes your mind off some of the nonsense that is going on in the world. Absolutely. Well, Johnny, here's well, to you, buddy. Yeah, I love you. Love you too, man. Cheers. Squeezes. Cheers. That's good. Fuck. Well, what was that last word? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, kids. <laughs>